0: Uh, we're going to ask Reverend Randall from Bethany Missionary Baptist Church to start us off with an invocation. Welcome. Uh, August is uh, Black Business Month, and we are trying to focus dollars on black businesses because they are twice as likely to fail during the COVID-19 pandemic as other businesses. So uh, we're going to ask Reverend Randall, if you would, please give us a invocation.
1: Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity for us to come together uh, civically, corporately, as a community, and even as congregation, that we might understand our responsibility to the world and its complete success, God. So we thank you today. We thank you for our leaders, Lord, and we thank you for all of those who have Put this moment in time together, understanding the importance of all people, of all business, God, and of every every good thing that you have for us, Lord. So we pray on this day that something would be said that would help us all to move in directions that will empower us as people and as community. We pray all of these things in your name.
0: Amen. Thank you, Pastor. We appreciate that invocation. Uh, so speaking of empowerment, uh, I believe uh, we're going to jump right into Barbara Gervin Hawkins, but I, I don't know if Renee, you're ready to kind of showcase some of the resources for Black businesses that you have on the African American Business Initiative of Bear County's website. Are you ready to pop that yes, in so now? Yes, we're
2: ready to do that if you would like to uh, go ahead. Good. We have yeah, that okay. open. I'm going to move the agenda. And you'll see the county's website and the things that we have uh, um, posted. So we wanted to start with the website and you can see that here on the left side, uh, how to support local black businesses. If you are a business, how to do business with the county. If you need to find certification information, the directory, which I will show you, we have a demographics map um, of where we've been plotting whether businesses are located, not just, east side of san antonio but throughout bear county and the 12 surrounding counties what we do for education and training our formal study and then the interactive map and some other things that we're doing and two um about a month ago or so the ministerial community partnered with our office and with bear county to launch blackout tuesday so we are very appreciative to the leadership of the ccsa the Baptist ministers union and the Ministers United for Minister of Development. So thank you to all of you for your leadership for last month. Because when we started this effort, we had identified 1,600 uh, African-American owned businesses on our web, on our listing. Today, we have almost 2,300 because of that effort. So that is a tremendous amount, uh, and, and we're very proud of that because we have an intern in our office, Albany uh, has been going through, Bernie has been going through all of the social media sites, all of our um, efforts to try to find more businesses get on that listing. So here at the bottom, we have articles supporting businesses if you need more reference, more information. Um, we've gone through and we've looked at in the local papers, local TV stations, who's talking about African American owned businesses and what are they saying? And then how can we enhance that conversation? We also looked on social media listings because there are a lot of other efforts by black marketing and media firms um, featuring Black-owned businesses throughout, not just uh, Black Tuesday, but for the last couple of years. Um, and then resources for finding them. There are some, our uh, map, and again, the uh, Black Business Directory that Carl Booker puts out, the Alamo City Chambers, the African-American Chamber, and their contact and support organizations. And then our incredible sponsors for this effort with the leadership, the uh, commissioner, um the Honorable Barbara Hawkins that uh, came up with the name, Black Business Exposure, uh, and the the leadership of the um, three ministerial organizations, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, and then all of the participation churches that we've been able to put on here for resources uh, throughout our community. So we are uh, very excited about this initiative with Burke County to support Black home businesses. This link here is the listing. So it's a very easy way for you to go in and you'll save an expel set spreadsheet very quickly. And it gives you the listing and the contacts for black owned businesses we've been able to identify. Now we have two terms at Brick County. One is the black owned business and then one is African-American business enterprise. The difference is the AABEs are what we call certified. They've gone through the certification agency here locally or at the state of Texas through the hub program, which means their ownership and operation control has been verified. So on this spreadsheet, you can see we have 1,500 that we've identified. They're just listed and they're non-certified. What's the key to us is that when you tell us what you sell, because this list is also, uh, we just had a meeting uh, yesterday with CPS Energy, and now they're looking at the list because they're trying to do sourcing for black owned businesses. And because this is actively uh, on the list, uh, on the website, you can see, and I'll make this just a little bit bigger, because it has all types of industries, all types of offerings. The second tab is the ones who are certified, which means they've gone through that process that we've mentioned, and it has your email. And then we're asking if uh, someone contacts someone, they have a bad email, bad address to let us know so we can constantly keep this information live. We've also gone to those social media sites and we pulled in their information. So Albany and um, Sonia are out on our data team. They're actually adding information as we speak in real time to try to keep this list active. So you can see there's, there's both of these links uh, here for the black business listing. If you are interested in getting your business certified, doing business with the county, there's the certification directory, which is this link. You click on that information and it takes you to our system where you can get signed up about the system, go through the process. If you need help, you need assistance, you call our office. If you are looking for a certified business hub, state of Texas, um, this is the type of directory and you can export it at no cost for free and it'll come out in the same Excel spreadsheet. Critical to our community because we're trying to provide as much exposure as we can to black owned businesses. So going back to our website, we have the uh, support local, shop local, and then the, the other thing I would like to show you is our interactive map, because we like to dispel the rumor that all black owned businesses on the east side of San Antonio. These have been plotted and you can see the little red dots on our Google map are all over the county. And then when you, you can hoover over one of the dots and it'll bring up the box and it'll tell you who they are and some information about that business. And it gives us an opportunity to say, what do they sell? Af- this particular business is uh, financial services. They're African-American, minority, they're a veteran, they're disabled, and they're a hub on business. And you can get in contact with them to be um, to do business with them, whether you're at the prime level and you wanna hire them for a consumer or private sector or government contracting. It gives you the opportunity to be able to do, to, to do that. And that is important, very important to us. And then, so you'll see on our site, if you need more information, uh, you want to connect, that's what we're doing here. So we're open to questions on this side. Uh, Commissioner, I don't know if you wanted me to go ahead and uh, have the uh, disparity studies consultant have comments or you want to come back to that. You're, you're muted, Commissioner.
0: Thank you very much. Let me just say a few things. Thank you very much, Renee, for all of those resources on the website. Uh, there's some things you know, that I think are, quite nefarious going on. And of course, if you look at um, a lot of our businesses in the the restaurant industry, for example, the Independent uh, Association of Restaurants says 80% of restaurants are going to go out of business if the federal government doesn't do something sooner. Uh, But it was very difficult in the opening days of the county's grant program for a lot of African-American businesses to get an opportunity at the Lyft grant. And what I did was bucked uh, the, the previous way we did things by ensuring, but what happened, let me just tell you what happened. What happened is most of the North side businesses got all of the loans in the first $5 million that was handed out. And what I did is I asked our GIS mapping uh, program director to map out where these loans went and that made it very visually obvious it wasn't coming to my precinct and, and also wasn't coming to Commissioner Chico Rodriguez's precinct on the Southwest side. And so what we did is we said, look, we're gonna give another tranche of of grants to small businesses, but in this particular one, uh, it's gonna be all precincts equal. And that means if precinct three in the far north and precinct two in the northwest, if they got the preponderance of grants, they were gonna get less this time and precinct four was gonna get more and precinct one was gonna get more. And that's what happened. Uh, Now, we still didn't service uh, nearly as many African-American businesses as I would have liked. Uh, But I want to salute, uh, particularly Dr. Bashar Ahmed in my office and um, uh, Sage and some of the others who uh, held the hands of a lot of our businesses with respect to their application uh, for the grant, as well as Renee Watson and her team. Um, So that's a very significant. Thing in terms of helping businesses today, local governments are really not set out uh, to handle a national emergency and bail out uh, businesses. That really should have been uh, a focus of monthly stipend for our business people and our community, so they can stay home, stay safe, and get and, and remain well as we got the virus out of our country. But we have a president who's hell bent on pushing people back into the economy to work while he doesn't do enough testing, doesn't do enough contact tracing, doesn't do enough support for small businesses. And so we're all having to improvise and hold the fort. Now, before the pandemic, we obviously have a legacy and a history of discrimination uh, and, uh, and a lack of inclusion in contracting at the county. We know the stench that it has, but the main way that you get rid of that stench is by doing a disparity study to focus on uh, how do we get uh, race conscious policies adopted by the commissioner's court. It first starts with electing commissioners who believe in it. Prior to my uh, coming onto the court, that wasn't the case. Um, and so we have a lot of change coming to the court, and we have to continue to work to get to three votes that will support affirmative action like policies at Bear County. To help us do that uh, out of Atlanta, we don't have Rodney, but we have, uh, who, which which consultant, Renee, on the line? You're on mute. You're on mute this time. <laughs> You're on mute.
2: We okay. have Michelle Clark Jenkins.
0: Michelle Clark Jenkins, uh, who can talk to us <laughs> about uh, what is a disparity study and how does it help businesses at the county. And then we're gonna get right to the state rep and these what? fantastic pastors that we have here today.
3: Okay. Great. Thank you very much. Um, Again, my name is Michelle Clark Jenkins. I head the consulting group of Griffin and Strong. We're an Atlanta-based MBE uh, firm, small MBE firm, uh, and this is what we've done for the past 27 years is to help jurisdictions to both do disparity studies as well as to help them to build and strengthen effective remedial programs.
2: Do you have
3: so um, what I want to do is just kind of tell you where we are in the process of disparity study. Uh, we began it in January. We're deep into the data. And again, disparity studies really help to demonstrate the need for uh, remedial programs for minority and women-owned owned businesses. Uh, all the things that we kind of take for granted. I just did a, pre- a presentation yesterday, today, t- yesterday to a city council where. Most of the Black City Council people said, well, this is something I already knew. And he, and they said, but, you know, what, what we've done is take it to another level where now we have the data to prove it. So in essence, we have to prove the existence of discrimination so that public dollars can be spent that to help remediate past discrimination to and current discrimination, both passive and active discrimination against uh, minority and women-owned firms. So in our disparity analysis, we've already completed all of our data assessment. If you look at this kind of arc of the study, we finished our legal review, informational meetings, and we do have a website, um, which um, I will give you momentarily. I'm also posting in the um, chat room, I'm posting the information about our upcoming public hearings where you can uh, go and register. Um, we also have finished reviewing the policies and procedures of the county finished data collection we're in the process of a survey of business owners and preparing databases and anecdotal evidence so a lot of you will be outreach to both of organizations so it's really important that organizations uh, partner with us both to help us to reach out to your membership as well as to provide us with your own testimony about uh, doing business with Bear County or attempting to do business with Bear County or why you haven't even attempted to do business with them. So in the fall, where we are, is we'll be looking at the private sector analysis. It's very important for us not to only analyze the spend and where those dollars and whose pockets they're winding up in that the county spending, but also to look at whether there's any discrimination in the in the Bear County marketplace as a whole. That means in private contracting and in other pub, public contracting areas. So that ultimately by this winter, we will be producing a study. Next slide, please. So it's really important for businesses, again, businesses and, org- and community organizations to get involved. You can get involved by participating if you are called for a random selection to do an anecdotal interview, which is an in-depth kind of a sit down with businesses one-on-one. We have a survey that will be going out for business owners um, to uh, answer a lot of questions for us so we can get a baseline of what's going on in the community and we also have focus groups coming up at the end of the summer and beginning of September. The next thing you can do is to attend our virtual public hearings. Again, the chat room, I've put the links for both of the public hearings that are coming up. One is August 26th, from 12 to 1.30 in the afternoon. The other one is August 27th, from five to 6.30 in the evening so that you have two chances to participate. Um, This is a time for you to actually put on the public record what your experiences have been in doing business with Bear County or attempting to do business, or why haven't you attempted to do business with Bear County? The third thing you can do is to email your comments to us. If you are not able, you're not selected for any of these interviews and you're not able to attend one of our public hearings, please send us your comments. If you have a story to tell, tell it to us in an email comment. Everything we get and all the information we get will be synthesized into this study. Nothing will be left out. Um, now, how you can stay involved is you can follow us on uh, social media, and that is the website dedicated to the disparity study. Real easy to remember, com. Thank you, any questions?
0: Well, let me just uh, thank you uh, and point out again that uh, all are invited to a Zoom town hall on August 27th five o'clock related to contracting and disparity and your experiences uh, trying to do business. I will tell um, my theologians uh, here that, uh, that the theologian, John Bevere, Bav- wrote a book called The Bait of Satan. And what is the bait of Satan? It's the sin of offense when you offend someone and, they, and, and how difficult it is and how enraged people get. And I think that on this issue of minority contracting, There were members of my court that I offended when I pointed out uh, that dollars were not uh, circulating uh, uh, proportionately to the business population. Now, the thing that clouds it out, maybe more than race, maybe the same, is the influence of campaign contributions. Big campaign contributions are crowding out far too many uh, talented uh, vendors. Um, And so there's a mix to get legal recourse and and infrastructure together for uh, inclusion, but there is also uh, opportunities to look at how the influence of campaign contributions plays a role in who gets contracts at Bear County. So I'm right. going to leave it at that and thank uh, Miss Jenkins for her work and just let you know, Miss Jenkins, if there's anything that's blocked or any problems that you have, you have a direct line. You don't have to go thank through anybody. You can always call me, okay?
3: Great, thank well, you. Thank you. You. Bet.
0: you bet. All right, well, we've we've got uh, quite a bit. Uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, businesses that really need our support. The great thing is, uh, in this county, in this town, with all of that African-American business initiative uh, mapping out that you saw on the website, you can find a business from ballet classes to cybersecurity that are Black-owned, and you know we got the best restaurants uh, in town, uh, but a lot of them are having a tough time, even even though it's great food. Uh, and so I want to just ask State Representative Barbara Gervin who who represents district 120. Why do you think it's important for us to support black businesses?
4: First of all, commissioner, I wanna say thank you for taking leadership on this and working with the county staff, Renee and and Ms. Jenkins and making sure people have information because knowledge is power, is power. So, you know, commissioner in this historic time when indeed the world has changed What I love most, because I'm a a glass half full type individual, what I love most is we're having these conversations more and more about the, the condition of Black America, Black San Antonio, Black businesses and individuals. This is an important conversation to have because when you talk about something, you're able to make changes. So I just want to make sure everybody know that I believe this is opportunity time. So, in supporting our black businesses and i'm talking about not just african americans themselves but also our allies individuals who can respect and understand the value of supporting our businesses particularly that hire many of the folks who are second chancers and who are just trying to get a leg up so as we support our black businesses what i like to speak of is we're we've got different types of businesses be it a, a service from personal care to workouts to things like that. We've been entrepreneurs a long time. Commissioner, I reflect back on my grandma. My grandmother rented the house out. You know, I call her the entrepreneur of the 1930s, right? She sold Avon, all right? You know, she did those things that uh let me remember the independence that African Americans has had for years. And when we have one of our own step out there and open up a business, make those investments, create those jobs, we have a fiduciary responsibility to support those initiatives. But more importantly, what I hope as we move forward is when we see a challenge in one of our businesses, that we're able to pull that owner to the side and speak to them so they can enhance and improve their business. What I see us moving forward in this 20th century is becoming stronger as a people, stronger as a business community, stronger as an educational community, and us unifying and working together. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here today. I call this a fireside chat. As we get through the formalities, I want us to do a little shucking and jiving, y'all, you know, and just having fun with understanding that making that commitment to support each other is so important. It's heavenly. It's, um, it's good business and it's just good common sense because we're all in this together and we're going to make it out together. So thank you, Commissioner, for all the things that you do.
0: Thank you, Representative. I appreciate working with you. And of course, uh, you're an entrepreneur extraordinaire, uh, whether it's educating our young people towards their dreams with the school, or whether it's in helping people with housing, or uh, helping folks who are formerly incarcerated or giving them a second chance. We appreciate that uh, you have been a beacon for employment and service to our community. So thank you for your words. Um, we are. So, I am so honored to have Reverend Patrick Jones and his leadership in the Baptist Ministers Union at this time and uh, Pastor Randall and I were talking yesterday that uh, the Baptist Ministers Union really felt called to awaken our community as our uh, one of our primary communication pieces and our uh, certainly our foundation in our community. Um, the Baptist Ministers Union wants to be a part of supporting black businesses so uh, Reverend Jones, just talk to me about what you all are thinking about doing and why you why you all felt it was so important to get involved. Uh,
5: first, let me uh, let me thank you and Miss Watson and her team for <clears throat> for the work that they've been doing. Actually, this, this project was the brainchild of Pastor Randall, uh, who felt the need to see the blackout day continue. Uh, in, in the San Antonio community. Uh, so so I, felt, I felt the need, I felt the desire to support that vision that he had uh, to see this continue. I think it's important that we support our black businesses and I wanted to be a part of encouraging uh, the community to get behind the black business Union. Let's be honest about it. Most of the time we have a hard time supporting one another. But I I believe we have to keep that push going. We really have to encourage blacks to buy black, shop black, uh, so on and so forth. Let's keep it going. I think I was looking at a study uh, last week and it was talking about how long each community, a dollar would stay in the community. When it came to the black communities, a dollar only lasted a few hours but all of the other communities that would last 17 days, or eight days, or 23 days. So, I think we need to encourage one another to uh, keep our dollars among each other uh, the best way we can. So that's why I'm, I'm willing to push this project and keeping this effort going as long as we can.
0: Well, thank you very much, and and we look forward to, I think there's a calendar of the events and things that are being planned. Uh, Uh, We're excited for that to follow follow the Baptist Minister's Union's plan. Um, uh, Right now, we're joined by Reverend Daly. Uh, Of course, he is the chairman of the Community of Churches for Social Action. Uh, And and Reverend Daly, you've got the perspective of looking and seeing our vibrant uh, community uh, that once supported each other along Commerce Street, Uh, And then when integration happened, we began to take our dollars outside of the community. Uh, Maybe it was part of our slave mentality that we wanted so badly to be where we couldn't be, that we stopped supporting uh, our own businesses. But we know that Black businesses are the number one hirers of Black people. Uh, Hispanic business is the same. Uh, So talk to me a little bit about the community of church, churches of social action and uh, your, your feeling to be called to help your parishioners who are business
6: owners uh, survive. Okay, thank you, uh, Commissioner Calvert, to our state representative, to Renee uh, Watson, who's been such a blessing, and to my partners in ministry and uh, Pastor Randall, who, as uh, President Jones indicated, it was his brainchild to challenge us to bring us together for the purpose of seeing what we could do to use our voices and our pulpits, our constituency, to support our Black-owned businesses and to go beyond an isolated day to make this a continual effort on the part of our community. And if ever there was a time that we should come together, obviously now is the time. Uh, Commissioner, it ties in with CCSA Community of Churches for Social Action because our whole thrust and mission is that of being a prophetic voice, a proactive voice, a productive voice, and a progressive voice. And I've always said to, to our base, to our congregation, CCSA, that we can do more together than any one of us can do alone and our black businesses have suffered, and they need our support, they deserve our support, and we're willing to do whatever we can to make sure that they get our support. You think about it, whatever is needed, whatever is needed, we have it. We have it in our community, we have it in our churches, but the problem is, that so many people don't know what we have. And so it's through this kind of partnership with BMU and MUM that, uh, and the partnership with uh, Bear County Small Business Initiative, that we wanted everybody to know what we have. You can't support something that you're not aware of. And so through this initiative, we want everybody to know that we have not only Individuals, businesses that can provide what is needed, but they provide services and quality services. So it's not just Black supporting Black, though we want that to happen. We're saying that everybody ought to support quality. And you don't have to run from the Black community to get quality. We have it right in our community. And so we're pushing that. When a person is hungry, when a person is hurting, That's not the time for prayer meeting. That's the time for a do something meeting. And so that's what we're trying to do right now is do something to lend our voices together, to challenge our churches, our parishioners, our organizations, our community, that we need to support one another and stop worrying about what somebody else is getting and we not get it. If we support one another We'll get our share. And so we wanted to partner with uh, Pastor Jones, Pastor Gillespie, uh, in the faith based community to make sure that the at large community heard our voices and knew that we were together in this collaboration. And so I'm honored to be a part of it, to lend my voice at whatever level I can provide and be a part of what God is doing. This is a special time. And we shouldn't miss this opportunity. Thank you so very much, Pastor Rando, for bringing it to us and challenging us that we can do more together and for Renee to provide all of the resources that have been provided for us. And of course, our state representative and our commissioner. We're all in this together. Thank you so much, Commissioner, for allowing me this opportunity to share.
0: Pastor, it's just so great to have your presence, all of you. Uh, You know, we don't get to see each other in these times, but these are biblical times. I mean, uh, these are times and we know that out of oppression, uh, the Jewish community has learned to support itself. And now that we are again, and never really stopped being oppressed, but we are being oppressed in a particularly hard way right now we've got to learn to support our black businesses. Uh, And and it's it's, like you said, it's an action time. So what I'm gonna ask is uh, Renee to send each of the ministers uh, represented here who have their alliances, the Excel spreadsheet with all of those black businesses so that they can email that to their congregations. If they have a church program, they can slip some in the bulletin. If they're doing services, they can mention some in services. Uh, they can text, they can call, uh, get a phone bank with, with, with some, but it is a time for action. And uh, I'm gonna turn to Reverend uh, Gillespie now, who is with Ministers United for Ministerial Development. Uh, and I think one of the things that uh, we have been partnering at the county with Reverend Gillespie Uh, is on a new center, intergenerational center with young people and with those who are a bit more seasoned, uh, but a variety of services because Uh, our communities have such hubs of poverty. And that's part of the difficulty for black businesses. Just to bring it home, why are black businesses suffering? Well, if you look at it uh, across the South, one third of the firms owned by blacks born in the United States are located in the South, that's one third. But the Southern states have the highest poverty rates in the country. And what does that mean? That means the customers for black businesses uh, are affected by the revenues of the most vulnerable. Y'all don't hear me talking, the most vulnerable. And so those of us who can must push uh, to make sure that uh, the dollar that Reverend Jones talked about really does circulate over and over again. Reverend Gillespie, uh, give us your thoughts about how we can join together to help black businesses.
7: Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you for being such a champion for the people, Commissioner. Uh, My appreciation for the uh, catalyst, Pastor Randall, um, for the um, resourcefulness of Renee Watson, for the uh, commitment to excellence, uh, which is Sister Barbara Gervin Hawkins and yourself. Uh, We're thankful to God for certainly the uh, uh, Reverend Randall bringing us together for this very Awesome and needful time of dialogue. And I certainly want to thank uh, all those esteemed colleagues, especially uh, Dr. Daly and Dr. Jones. Uh, let me offer this uh, in reference to what you forementioned uh, in terms of our supporting the community. Uh, somewhat brief illustration that I got from my father as a child uh, was how a black man who owned a black store in the black community. Uh, would notice each day that there there was a man who would pass by his store uh, traveling uh, to another store. Uh, He decided one day to engage him in conversation and ask him, why is it that you can pass by my store and purchase goods from uh, another store that was owned by uh, an Anglo man? And and, uh, his response to the black man was "Is that the white man's ice is colder than yours. And so I'm hoping today that the problem But many of us who uh, perhaps are not supporting uh, many of our black businesses uh, don't feel as if what they have to offer is more than what we have to offer or even better quality of what we have to offer. Uh, I also want to offer to you uh, by way of illustration. um, And and I acquiesced to what Sister Hawkins said. I wanted to bring a little humor to this thing. That was a young man uh, who was accosted by some people for the purpose of being a spokesman concerning how blacks were treated in a specific neighborhood. And they took the little boy, these these, uh, Anglo people, took this little boy and and bought him everything his little heart desired. And what they required of him was that at the end of the day that he would do an interview. Uh, And they suggested to him that uh, this is a camera and that's a light underneath that camera that's red. And as soon as that camera turns green, uh, I want you to tell everybody how good we've been to you. They're suggesting that we've not treated black people right. And so I want you to be a spokesperson for your people and tell them exactly how well we've treated you. The little boy looked at camera and said, that camera right there, he said, yes. He said, that light underneath that camera? He said, yes. He said, when it turns green, say exactly how I feel. They said, yes. So when the light turned green, the little boy said, help. And so that's what I'm asking for today is that we know that we need some help. We, we, can, we cannot ignore the fact uh, that there are some who are suggesting that we ought to go along just to get along. Uh, we ought to be happy uh, that people will allow us to come in the room. We don't want to just come in the room. We want to sit at the table and offer some uh, pertinent ideas that will help us be, be better. We're not asking to get all of the business, but we're certainly uh, asking for an opportunity to provide uh, businesses and be in the running uh, with other businesses and be treated uh, justly, and, and that certainly is our is our right, and so that's that's why I'm grateful for uh, the opportunity to pastor people. Dr. Jones, Dr. Daly, Dr. Randall, I'm I'm grateful for the fact that we pastor uh, people in our churches who are entrepreneurs. We we pastor consumers, uh, and and part of what we try to stress uh, in Ministers United for Ministerial Development, and uh, our our, our uh, focus is to dispel baneful. And unethical experiences of black preachers to steer them toward leadership through education. And so we want to educate them on not just the person who they preach to in the pews on Sunday, but to offer them uh, that these people who leave us each Sunday uh, are going back into their respective lives, uh, respective lives rather, and uh, they need to be equipped to deal with the matters at hand. And so uh, thank you again, Pastor Randall. Thank you, uh, Sister Watson. Thank you. Uh, uh, Honorable Sister Hawkins, as well as yourself, Commissioner, thank you to my, my preaching partners and uh, to all who have made this day uh, a day that has uh, provided for me an opportunity to see just what it is uh, that we're trying to do uh, in these pandemic times. Thank you so much for, for an opportunity to share. Thank you Amen. very much.
6: Nice.
0: Thank you. Well, let me ask uh, Pastor Randall, uh, since uh, he, he wasn't officially on the flyer, but uh, he was a uh, the progenitor of this idea Um, how do we further the development of black owned businesses in our community what are your thoughts about that
1: thank you Commissioner and certainly good afternoon to everyone we've established protocol so I won't go through all of that Um, but I will say this um, one of the things that that led us to this place and working with uh, Ms. Watson was the fact that in our community our uh, consumers rarely do reviews on black businesses. And when they do reviews, they're normally negative reviews. My wife does everything. When we buy anything, it's a review. She goes to the reviews, and she purchases that way. Uh, but African-American, so, so when, 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 when the National Blackout Day came, a lot of people said, well, what's one day gonna do? That was that was the question. And so my answer was, one day is a great start. It will help us to move into a better place, consumer and owner. So we would get a chance to speak to owners and say, hey, listen, what's going on in your business? What do you need? And we would see how they do business. And then based on how they do business and what would come after effects, we would be able to help them move to some. Uh, maybe uh, places where they would move in better directions they would see where their uh, where their needs were and be connected to uh, to the bear county African American enterprise initiative office and be able to uh, find resources there because every resource that a business needs is not monetarily and so we want to so so long story short. Um, we came together and my whole thing was to see the long-term piece outside of Blackout Blackout Tuesday uh, to move us into understand, helping the consumer understand how to buy black. You know, one bad review for a black business will destroy them. McDonald's can handle a, a bad black review or a bad review because they've got a thousand stores and people are still going to go buy that. hamburger, and so our thing was exposure as well. We wanted to expose black business, not only to our people, but to the community at large. Representative Hawkins talked about how we can uh, expose business to all ethnicities and help them understand that we've got more than restaurants. We have clothiers, we have have, a barber and beauty, uh, we have we have carpentry, electricians. There's so much that we have as black business owners that kind of gets glossed over, and so we wanted to to spotlight diversity in uh, in what we do, and then look demographically and understand that we've got businesses far past the east side. You know, a couple of people when we were getting ready for the blackout day, they were. They would put on their rev all the businesses are on the east side and i kindly would tell them no that's not true i've been you would be amazed at how many businesses uh black owned are in Santerra uh and stone oak and um uh, and so uh we've got to move men- mentally past uh consumers got to move mentally past thinking that we've only got to go to the east side and that we're only in restaurants and so that's what brought us together and i thank god for what you all are doing and i can't wait to hear. From some of the business owners to find out where they are and what their need is, and prayerfully they have uh, gone to the website and 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 uh, and taken the survey, and uh, and so that the Bear County will know what their need is, so that we can continue to go past uh, blackout uh, Tuesday from last month, and we're looking at doing eight days or ten days this month, where we're going to highlight businesses, and then we're going to go past that into the next few months. And every first Thursday, we're going to highlight businesses. So I'm excited about what's getting ready to happen. So thank you so much, uh, Commissioner, for the question. And thank you so much for this uh,
0: venue. Now, Pastor, you really really said it because I can just hear, as a small business owner myself, two times over, I can hear a small business person watching in this town hall saying, all right, it's nice that you guys are coming to me for August Black business month but what are you going to do for me 365 because I got to pay these bills I got to pay my make my payroll I got to pay my landlord uh, 365 so I love the fact that you're looking at something on an ongoing basis and that's really our challenge let me put another challenge uh, before I ask state representative uh, this question then she asked me a question I'll respond but one of the things that um, that has become clear to me is a lot of our businesses are home-based they're home-based businesses and right now we have a mortgage crisis, we have a rent crisis, um, we don't have a bill out of the Congress yet that's going to provide long-term housing security. Um, We put a lot of money at the county and the city towards workforce development and the district two neighborhood association presidents just came to me last week and said "Um, we think that that's misguided at this time because people's benefits are running out and they can't learn a new trade if they don't have a home. Hello. So one of the challenges, I think, that has to come out of this uh, town hall discussion today is to ask BMU, to ask CCSA, to ask MMUD, to ask all who, who care to come back to city council, to come to commissioner's court, and talk about the fact that we have to have comprehensive stabilization, helping people stay in their homes. Mortgage, you know, helping people stay in their apartment, not, not get evicted uh, because a lot of our black folks don't have. I mean, commercial real estate is going to collapse anyway uh, because of the way that uh, the stay at home orders have gone forth. A lot of uh, commercial real estate is just going to lose a lot of tenants because the traffic cannot be there uh and so a lot of things are going to have to be home based so i want to challenge this group my second challenge from the first challenge with renee is to challenge us all to make sure that the wealth of the home is maintained because you know 30 40 years ago we we couldn't even apply for loans uh in some of our areas because of redlining And now we finally got them. And now they're trying to basically take them all over in vulture capitalism. There's a whole bunch of people swarming around looking at the east side, looking for properties to take from our families. So I I went on a diatribe, but Representative Gerben, I want to just ask you about how can we better promote trade services and investment into our black businesses?
4: I I think we've got to start building capacity, Okay. And building capacity means getting our businesses prepared uh, to take advantage of the opportunities. I think now that you're sitting on the dais of the commissioner's court, what's hurtful when you see that $2 billion budget and African-Americans minimally participate at all levels. So for me, we've got to take a, a step back and start building, Through our existing infrastructure, we've got Terry Williams at UTSA. We've got uh, Renee Watson at the county. We've got to start plugging our folks in to to the resources that exist so they can get properly trained. They can understand the values of maintaining books, that's audible, making sure that they understand that they're not on this journey alone. If they need technical assistance through the county, they can get it. The developing their businesses also commissioner i believe we have to strengthen our chambers we have to because if you think about it, anywhere you go and i know you are a very traveled young man anywhere you go and you want to connect what do you do you contact that chamber right so we can't leave that element out we need that entity that will be the champion for businesses so that they can learn, grow, get exposure. I mean, think about it when the NAACP conference came, how many black businesses were able to benefit from from that activity? So for me, building capacity is number one. Number two, understanding what our deficiencies are and helping people strengthen in those areas by using the existing resources. So we don't have to start anew. And so through our churches, if y'all can help these existing resources, get the word out. Uh, as you're hearing your parishioners saying, hey, I just opened up a restaurant, You know, they spent their military retirement commissioner and opened up a restaurant and gone in six months, that's devastating, okay? So through our faith-based communities, which is the heart of, or the, what I call the critical mass of people, We've got to start talking, uh, as Gillespie, Reverend Gillespie said earlier, not just about prayer, but also about how we connect to resources and feeling comfortable reaching out and saying, I need your help. That's what we've got to do.
0: Thank you. You know, I'm going to read a few of the comments there on the sidebar here. There's some really phenomenal comments uh, about everything we've been talking about. Uh, uh, Keith Tony, former councilman, says we need to encourage our friends to stop looking for the quote unquote hookup when we patronize black businesses. Uh, and you know I think that's, a, that's just keeping it real because we're already on small margins uh, and we don't have the long lines of credit like other uh, uh, Anglo businesses or other businesses have been in establishment a long time. So when we get everybody the hookup, because you know there are skin folk, then, you know, it doesn't help us to succeed. So good comment, uh, Councilman Tony. Uh, Ezekiel Allen writes, brother Randall just answered my question. One of the problems has been not knowing how diverse black businesses are other than restaurants. I think that is still a challenge, but feel the spreadsheet from sister Watson and her team is going to help, me, help immensely get the word out. So that's why I want to challenge us to forward that to our friends. Uh, highlight it, you know, put it on the church uh, website, put it on wherever you can, your social media. Then, uh, Crystal Willis, uh, Cortina said promotion and notification are key. I feel that this type of notification has not been promoted enough. We in agreement, we need, we need our, our, our communication channels, our churches to, uh, lift them up. Hey, put them on the prayer list. We got to pray for some of these businesses because it's really only going to be through faith that God will carry some of these businesses that are looking at closure right now as we speak. So I'm going to get to pastor Jones right now. Um, in terms of just the whole economic justice, you're a man who has studied politics, has been called upon in politics, has been uh, looking at the way things are. Um, we're in this situation where we are at a, a, dis, a disparate position because of historical legacies. What do you think are the best paths forward? What needs to be done uh, to move our businesses, our black owned businesses towards economic justice in San Antonio and Bexar County, Reverend Jones?
5: I think it's, it's a strong we need a strong campaign to market our businesses uh, we need a strong uh, push to encourage our people to support the businesses um, we also need to we also need support from our businesses need support from other areas you know, the same uh, economic resources that are available to other businesses. Our businesses need those same types of resources. So, so the struggle, the struggle is real. I I used to be a a business owner myself, had a few businesses and uh, I know the struggle it is with getting us to support our business. If, if um, I was in the nightclub business for a while also. So, if my drinks were a dollar higher, then they would rather go to a place that charged them a ten-dollar cover charge, and and then as opposed to buy paying an extra dollar for the drink, but you were getting a good drink. You weren't gonna get an ounce of watered-down liquor. You would get two ounces of good liquor. You you hear know, that? Bro? He makes a good drink.
4: <laughs> I hear. It, I hear it.
5: But, but. But the problem comes with us giving that sometimes we have to pay a little bit more until our businesses are able to do to compete on the market with the other businesses so sometimes we have to preach we have to also preach making that sacrifice to spend an extra dollar in order that our businesses can achieve the same success that the other businesses achieve
0: Great points, Reverend. Uh, I really appreciate those points. Those are very, very solid points. I think uh, when I when I used to head the American Anti-Slavery Group in Boston, I worked with uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, and I worked with Reverend Pat Robertson. I, I didn't put them in the same room, but I learned from both of them. And Reverend Al would say, you know, we need a socioeconomic stair-step plan to, to make things move and and so in this case that might be you know we need a plan to patronize this business on this day and 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 then uh uh uh, my my brother from the 700 club he would say well we got to attack the culture the culture that uh is dealing with this issue and so in this case what you're saying is you know we got to get a mentality uh our mentality right our culture right to to get into the habit of uh being okay with paying a dollar more or because we know that there has been a struggle or because we don't own the property that the bar is in but you know somebody else in the white community their family gave them a big loan and they could buy the whole thing outright and so they could drop their price a dollar We're not thinking about that legacy of things that may make our business a little different so thank you Reverend you know Dunn.
5: Tommy, you know, Tommy
0: they, they, they we've been preached to for so
5: long. Uh, not just in church, but even at home, and other places, that blacks are like crabs in a bucket. You know, we don't want to see anyone rise to the top. I think we have to quit making that statement and try to give each other a push to the top, as opposed to holding one another back. I think we need to pre. We need to start preaching push, 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 instead of pull. Now, I just think it's that time. You know, uh, let let me say this while I'm while my mic is open young lady from uh, Atlanta. I was watching the town hall in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago, and there was some entrepreneurs on stage, and they were talking about how they actually ride through the community to see the needs of the communities. And they try to support the needs of the communities, uh, even when it comes to businesses. I think our National Blackout Day, I believe this effort, also, when you look at that list, you're going to see some of the needs that the community has, uh, business-wise. So I think that I think this whole thing has been great for exposing our weaknesses, exposing our needs. You remember back in the day, Tommy? On every corner, that was a black-owned uh, gas station. On every corner, that was a black-owned corner store. We don't have any of those things in our communities anymore, and those things were essential in the community. So I think this blackout day has done a great job of also exposing the areas we need to pay attention to.
0: You're right. Maybe We think back to uh, uh, Joe Webb and we think back to Ike Jones and so many others. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely correct. Well, uh, uh, Reverend Daly, uh, I wanted to just ask you about uh, the elimination. How do we eliminate banking obstacles how do we eliminate uh, zoning obstacles how do we eliminate the barriers that uh, are in government and society and business that have uh, been obstacles to development and growth of our black owned businesses how do we get through that
6: can you hear me yes sir Uh, well Commissioner that that's a challenge in and of itself um, of uh, trying to eliminate those kinds of barriers that have kept us from being at the table where others have have sat. Um, I'm I'm open to hearing about that also. What what we can do? We we need to have uh, able and capable uh, leaders uh, in every sphere of our engagement. That means we got to have more. Uh, Tommy Calvich more uh, State Representative uh, Hawkins. We have to have more individuals sitting at the table who can represent us without just being happy that they're at the table, but use their own voice and their own pulpit to advocate uh, for those who are not there. So th- that's important. We have to become engaged in the political arena so we can uh, be influencers as opposed to just individuals that uh, have to take what others give to us. So all of that, uh, I believe, ties in. We have to have uh, individuals who are committed to get engaged in the political process so uh, decision-making can uh, be beneficial to uh, the aggregate uh, community. So that, that's one key I think uh, is important, is pushing individuals into those arenas where they can sit at the table where the decisions are being made that affect all of us at this point. Thank Commissioner, you. Uh, Commissioner, that, can, I, yes, Reverend? This yes.
1: can I just say this uh, to go along with what Dr. Daly's saying, I think there's a conversation in the chat that is Paramount to this as well. And that is um, business mentoring. We all have great ideas and we've got a little bit of money in our pocket and we've got a passion. And so we go out and we start this business without really priming ourselves and preparing ourselves on how to do business. Um, And I think that's one of the things, you know, one of the issues that we had when I was young and we were going into business was that we, we would do front pocket money is what I called it Um, after the night was over, they take the money out of the till and it would go in their front pocket Uh, and, and they would start all over again the next day. Uh, And I think because some businesses and business owners still operate with that front pocket money that when we finally get in business, we go buy the house, we go buy the car and we're not necessarily putting back into the business. When it comes time for us to go sit down at the loan table, we don't have the right collateral. We don't have the paperwork in place. And we're not able. And and honestly, I heard your heart when you talked about African-American businesses or Black business, because not all Blacks are African, or, 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 or Americans, some are Africans. Um, black business owners have not uh, put the right paperwork in. They haven't been certified at the right levels. They're, They're not uh, in, in the state correctly, so they couldn't qualify for some of these things. And so I think mentorship, like we talked about, I hear, I see it being talked about, internship and all of those programs that are available, if we know where to look, will help us when it comes time. But then there are other issues where people don't want us in certain industries, and that's where I think you all come in at the state level and the commissioner's courts. You help us get past some of those other issues uh, but there's some stuff that we've got to take control of with just being better stewards.
0: That's a really, those are really phenomenal points. The chat is absolutely on fire, so I want to give some acknowledgement to these great comments because someone may not be reading it. Dr. Shantana Robinson said uh, foundational knowledge is important. Business owners must understand the importance of proper foundational information your taxes, your EIN, your employee identification number, cash flow human resources, etc. cetera. Uh, Crystal, Willis, Cortinas, promotion of this information resources needs to be, free, uh, be in frequented locations and websites of all generations, all right? So that's another challenge out to us is how can our, how can our churches help uh, with these two issues? Connecting dots to whether it's Bear County and our department or whether it's a website. Uh, business coaching is very expensive. Uh, the coaching is very valuable and vital to ensure success. Does the county or San Antonio have any business coaching service re- related to organization structures, tax information, etc. cetera, mentorship programs? You bet we do. I'll let Renee talk about that in a second. Uh, Dr. Uh, Robinson also said the backbone of training and communications ties into having a strong chamber. San Antonio over 12 uh, uh, chapters to our African chambers, I think is what we mean, uh, Two our African-American focus and neither have anything on their site about training, virtual networking. Other chambers offer numerous services that are beneficial to their members, including mentorship. What are our chambers doing? And yes, I've contacted both, but got no response. Uh, Jason Brown uh, to State Representative Gervin Hawkins, point on capacity building here is an executive leadership program now offered virtually at no cost. That might be a fit for some of our Black-owned businesses and uh, who qualify, so they leave a, uh, something about inner-city capital connections. Uh, internships, uh, also given a shout-out. That that's, was foundational for me because I started working at 12, and that a work experience helped me to get more and better jobs and opportunities and eventually become an entrepreneur. Um, so, uh, Bruce Williams, uh, welcome to UTSA, small business development center. Entrepreneurs have access to professional and confidential business advising, a variety of quality training programs, an uh, extensive referral network at the Small Business Development Center, with the addition of business advisors who live and work in our local community. Success is just around the corner. You get no-cost one-on-one confidential business advising, cost-friendly workshops designed for small businesses, professional referral network, hey. access to research resources, lifelong business partners. Uh, and Amy Contreras is also on with us uh, from Launch SA. Launch SA is an entrepreneurship and small business center located in the. Uh, uh, sorry, did my thing just moved. Uh, downtown Central Library in San Antonio, a partnership between the city and Lyft Fund. SA provides entrepreneurs at all stages direction, education, mentorship, and community through our network of support. Find your pathway today. So uh, Renee has also put up, uh, you can enroll in a small business boot camp. Uh, some of y'all already been through boot camp, have traumatic, uh, post-traumatic stress from that. But you can get into our small business boot camp. Uh, the small business boot camp is an important component of the business empowerment plan. It helps participants build capacity with core classes and electives. Follow a track consisting of eight classes, five are core, three electives. Participate in three hours of business counseling. That's a lot of resources that I have uh, rarely heard. So, so let me just say this. Um, we we do a lot in San Antonio to help start up a business. What we don't do a lot of is help you get from $100,000 a year to a million dollars a year or a million dollars a year to 5 million a year or 10 million a year. And that acceleration is really where, you know, we get stuck and the big boy squashes down uh, because there are certain industries where, The big boys who have the lobbyists and they have the campaign contributors, they don't want to see black businesses rise. And so, uh, you know, you have to have my unsolicited advice is you have to have like a a mutual fund of income sources as a small business. Um, You got to have private sector, you got to have public sector. But within the public sector, you got to have federal, state, local, you have because different things happen. And, and dry up at different times. Uh, and so um, we're gonna, I'm gonna ask one last question uh, to Reverend Gillespie. Um, of course, uh, Rev, we, we acknowledge systemic racism in our institutions, and I'll just be honest, I'm gonna tell everybody a brief story. Uh, thanks to Representative Gervin Hawkins, Mount Zion and um, uh, greater love, were up for uh, about a half million dollars for uh, developments that they're uh, bringing to their churches for centers of uh, cross-generational education and services. Um, You know, traditionally at the commissioner's court, a lot of businesses that uh, are not of ebony hue uh, come and ask for capital project assistance. And Reverend Gillespie had to watch me.
7: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Call out uh, the court for playing accounting games. Um, yeah. They tried to. I mean, even though I had verified it with the management, they tried to uh, tell me that they were in the budget, but they weren't. I had to follow that thing five different times. Now, I guarantee you, in the history of Bear County, they have never had a commissioner have to loop jump through so many hoops just to do what. What, frankly, uh, white organizations get every single year. And so Rev, I'm going to ask you uh, as we acknowledge systemic racism in our institutions, uh, we must be committed to fighting discrimination in all its forms, but how do you think we do this while expanding opportunities for participation, uh, in black owned businesses?
7: There's always been not only systemic racism, but there's also been a systemic effort of keeping us, uh, from becoming a collective unit and keeping unif- unifying our, our community. Uh, what I wanna say in reference to what you've already mentioned uh, is that uh, had God not placed you in a position to champion that cause and to acquiesce to what uh, Barbara Curvin Hawkins has, has done, I think that your uh, love and affection and affinity for the inclusion of faith-based uh, organisms has been very productive for us. I I dare say that uh, the steps that you've taken, that she has taken to champion our cause, uh, are are certainly steps that uh, have not happened in the history of this this city, this community. And so uh, I'm hoping and praying that even as you uh, and and, uh, Representative Hawkins continue uh, to put yourself uh, on the line, uh, so to speak, uh, so as to not appease those persons who would suggest uh, that you ought to just be happy to have a position but uh, you, you championed that cause, and I can't emphasize that uh, too much. Uh, you did some things that I personally uh, like to address uh, on both of your behalfs. is that, uh, first of all, you provided for us resources. I remember the first meeting with you that you said to me, as I, I said to your, to your left at your conference table, your expression to me was, you're going to be happy when you, when you leave this meeting. Uh, I I remember that it was imperative for for, uh, Representative Hawkins to go in and and sit down uh, with with Nelson Wolf and to express to him the importance of faith-based. Y'all have always embraced us, uh, I believe, first of all, because you uh, are are children of God and that you have faith and trust and believe that we can't succeed without uh, having faith-based influence in a lot of decisions that that are made. And so because you've come to the table, uh, you hadn't forgotten about us. And and I I think that anyone who's listening today know that there are occasions when there are some of us who've been brought to the table, been given a voice and chose not to use that voice uh, to help uh, advance their their community, their people. So I wanna thank you both, uh, not just for your resources, I wanna thank you for your investments, for your support. uh, And also I wanna uh, thank you for your empowerment to keeping us in the loop, man. We receive from you on regular basis information that's pregnant to us, uh, being able to sit in the room with you and see what's happening uh, around us. And so I believe that the key to uh, answering your, your question is for me to advocate that we as people would uh, stand together uh, and, and even as we promote. Let me, let me offer this also. Uh, I'm, I'm a product of, of uh, Charles Barber College. I, I would go over that That maybe some of your dad will remember of you. I don't know, Barbara wasn't here back in those days, but Charles Barber College where they, you would go in and get a haircut, uh, Dr. Patrick Jones, you go in and get a haircut, they would practice on your head for 15 cents and then it went up to 25 cents. And so you can imagine what that looked like. <laughs> with students With students working on your head. But my dad made it a point to go and support Charles barber college so those are the things and, and that's just that's just, just a microcosm of what uh, i experienced as a boy here in, in san antonio that uh, our people were willing uh, to take the chance and also to make the sacrifice uh, even if you came out of the barbershop with your line crooked and, and you know it, it was all right because you supported Charles barber college so so thank you again and thank you um Representative Hawkins, thank you all for not just getting to the table, but continue to use your voice for us, and always be inclusive of faith-based. You
0: know, that's a thank you so much, Pastor Gillespie, for those comments, uh, all of them. And I will tell you from another Black business owner, uh, Byron Miller, years ago when I was I was helping him, and he he was helping a Black business, and um, you know there was he was talking to me about the attitude of some Blacks about opening the door for another black. They said to him, well, Byron, what, well, if we open the, the door for this black and they mess up, then we're going to look bad. And Byron said, so what if they mess up? White people mess up all the time too. <laughs> and so um, you know, it's not that we, we don't want to have excellence, but it is to say that um, it's about whether your business has the character to try to do the right thing, even, even if Uh, even if there are some obstacles along the way. So, um, you know, I I am just grateful for this time. We have an all-time high of participants. We're at 43, and so the word is, if you've got them holding on in one of these Zoom calls that that long, that's good. But we're we're gonna wrap this up and thank everybody for their time. I wanna thank each of our panelists, all of the valuable comments that have come across. Uh, You've been on fire. Thank you for uh, Renee Watson and her team. Look, this is a 365 thing. There's no doubt we need each other. I'm so grateful. Uh, there's no doubt that our churches are hurting too. And our churches uh, ha- have reduced revenue because their people may be unemployed, their business people may not have the income coming in that they used to, but we got this far by faith. And we know the power of faith to move <laughs> miracles. And for me, one of the biggest miracles that's got to move is Pharaoh sitting up on high. If we can get Pharaoh moving, uh, we need Moses to come on back. And uh, and so we're gonna we're gonna pray. Uh, and I'll ask. Uh, hey, Tommy, I'm gonna ask Reverend to I give have, us a concluding I have benediction. Yes, sir.
5: I have one question before we do the benediction.
0: Yes, sir. Benediction,
5: I, I think everybody need 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 to hear y'all. Can we get a commitment? From you and our state representative, and possibly our lone African American black council person, to to kind of sit down and help create some opportunities for our black businesses.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and part of part of that, from from my perspective, is the disparity study. The disparity study is the most powerful thing that I can do to increase inclusion legally because I, I cannot under the Supreme Court legally uh, set aside opportunities unless I have a disparity study that gives me the rationale and legal uh, data to indicate that that's possible. So uh, there was years of fighting. There was, as I started, there was the John Bevere uh, the bait of Satan happened. I offended some of my colleagues because my colleagues had the illusion of inclusion at the county and when I revealed that there the, the, the really wasn't inclusion, it offended some uh, but uh, but we are on the pathway uh, and we've done we've done a lot of good you know we've increased it, it tremendously but um, there's a lot more we can do and I just am excited to work with you. We can do this on a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, whatever way we can track ourselves. I hold myself committed to that because it isn't hard to be because, you know, I grew up in a family where, you know, that we, we didn't spend money uh, on other sides of town. We spent money on our side of town. So I'm a precinct four nationalist. Y'all heard me say that before. I really mean it. I'm a precinct four nationalist. we spend spending dollars in precinct four with our people. Unity is a
5: powerful tool. And I think if we can see our elected leadership come together,
4: that, that, would, that would do a whole lot for us. And, and, I, and I agree, pa- Pastor Jones. The reality is, as leaders, we need to be the role models for the community. And that's why me and the commissioner has always worked together. And we may not agree on everything, but we work together because we know there's a bigger picture out there. It's not about us as individuals, but it's about us and what we represent for our community. I am highly committed. As I've shared in many venues, I would love to see us try to develop at least one Black millionaire a year. One Black millionaire a year. All that takes is us to be very intentional and deliberate and identify those entities that can be fired up and ready and we can provide the level of support that they need. As I said earlier, the resources are here. We just now need to be committed to work together, to continue to work together, and to make this happen. And, and the commissioner I know feels like me. We don't take no for an option. I mean, I love to see the commission action because hey, he put up his dukes. He don't care who, who's there and who's around. I respect that. But he fights very professionally, and I love that even more. And so we've got to help him <laughs> do that, and I can do the same. And Ooh. none of us Question the
5: fight of you two, <laughs> but we we need we need a little more fight too. Though. But we y'all are fighting. We know that we applaud y'all.
6: Hey, you know, Amen. Um,
5: you know we applaud y'all. Y'all know y'all can call on both of y'all know y'all can call on us at any time. We'll show up, but uh, we
0: we just need to encourage everybody else to join the fight. We hear that i hear you talking faster and uh we we will um well you know like i said there is the call i do want to put on your agenda to circulate amongst the call or, or zoom or a, or an email is uh we do need to have your voices on ensuring people don't lose their homes that the county and the city they put more into helping uh with the mortgage crisis as well as the renters crisis because You know that's going to come into the church walls as well If we don't do that That's going to be something you're going to get calls about too So it's better to head it off before it gets too bad We see the homeless camps rising all over town uh, All sectors of town
4: Commissioner, before we leave I know you want to wrap up Commissioner, before you leave though And Renee is online Renee, can we commit I like to leave things with a resolution At least bi-monthly That we have a business town hall and you know, the momentum goes when there's consistency and people know where to go. And I think we can start reporting who's getting stronger, who's weak and who needs support. So we can create that venue where people can come to us and feel comfortable telling us, I'm working on this and here's my challenge so that we can get in front of a lot of these issues. Cause commissioner, as you well know, a lot of people come to us at the last minute. Oh, yeah. When it's almost too late, okay yeah. I mean I, I just want to take this as chair this quick point here there was a contract on workforce that was going to be lost by an African American. I remember the crew making those contacts I wish I had' been told instead of the 12 the eleventh and a half hour I wish I would have told earlier, but we were successful and we got and we saved that contract. So politics is the game changer. it's the game changer. Oh that last minute stuff don't work. So Renee, let's commit to every month having this type of business town hall.
0: Well, the very first town hall really is August 27th. That was the very first thing with our disparity study. Disparity we do study. need to hear if you have had a hard time getting contracts at Bexar County, uh, go ahead and say whatever you need to say. The, 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 the folks from the disparity study, they will be there. So I will sit in on that. That's Wednesday, excuse me, that's August the 26th noon. It's the very first thing on the right side of your chat. Uh, and then another one, August 27th at 5 p.m. Those are very important forums to let uh, your small business people know about where you've been locked out. Uh, if, if, if someone dogged you out, if uh, you, know, you knew that you know, someone had an inside deal or whatever it is, you can put it on the record and uh, we will hear uh, it into a report. And um, it's something that uh, almost didn't happen, this disparity study. So let's take advantage of it.
2: Yes, we'll, we'll make that happen. The other thing is that I know Reverend Randall hasn't announced, but the uh, eight days for the rest of August. And then we are collecting the survey data because we have, uh, we've now up to 135 uh, black business owners that have responded. And uh, we're going through to see what they're asking for help. So at the next round table, uh, next town hall, we'll be able to make a report to you to say um, what types of resources, what types of wraparound services. Because like the first question is in COVID times, many of them still take cash only. How can we help them to to convert to cashless payments, uh, contactless payments? Do they need merchant cards? Do they need need apps? What type of um, services? And then the hours that they're operating. Are they doing drive-in, they're doing curbside pickup, they're doing walk-in, what type of business? Because uh, we've had the the feedback that you could call and place an order and you don't know when your food is ready. So we need to help them with customer service. And I think uh, the the pastors told me that one, so (laughs) I'm not gonna call you out, but but, you know, you was a little upset because you thought you can get it in 30 minutes and it wasn't even ready in five hours. Don't
0: talk about lunch, I haven't had lunch, I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs)
2: So, yes, Barbara, we'll put that together and we'll have the survey uh, as an agenda item so we can talk about wraparound services.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you. Any uh, other concluding comments? I know, Reverend Randall, you were...
4: Yeah.
1: Let me just share very...
0: Reverend Randall, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, uh, Commissioner. Thank you, uh, Ms. Watson, to everyone who is here, to everyone who was silent, and those of you in the chat box, thank you all. what's going to happen, uh, is we are planning now, uh, for eight days, of and and the whole thing will be done this, this, this coming week, but certainly eight days of buying black in San Antonio, uh, to, to, to deal with, um, uh, black business month. And so we are planning to have some pop-ups where we will be at certain business locations and, um, and it's going to be a great opportunity. Uh, not only for the business, but for the consumer. We know we're doing everything uh, within the framework of social distancing, but we'll also, we'll be able to be there and hand out information to businesses as well. So we want to have this uh, two-tier, not only celebrating business, but also business owners can come and get information and make sure that you're tied into the Bear County office. Uh, so that, we'll be getting that information out. And some of you all talked about, making sure that we're in the right venues. For me, I'm way behind time. I'm not on Instagram, but we're gonna make sure that the businesses uh, and these initiatives are on both Facebook and uh, Instagram. We're gonna do some YouTube videos and have a video channel so that nothing gets gets by you and that you always have a place to seek the information. The issue is us making sure that we show up, Commissioner, um, sometimes we can think that certain me- meetings don't have any meaning to us because they're saying, well, I'm not doing anything with Bear County, so why should I show up at this forum to talk about contracts? You need to be here as a business owner to make sure that you're up to date on everything. And I think when we start participating more, then that's where we'll see the empowerment come in and all of the things that everybody has talked about can be realized. But you'll get more information if you were on here today, I'm sure, uh, we've captured your information and we'll make sure that those links are sent to you and you know where we're doing the pop-ups and uh, and you'll see uh, all of us somewhere on, on those days. It'll run from the 16th through the 29th of this month, celebrating and recognizing Black Business Month.
0: So, thank you, Commissioner. Uh, thank you, Rev. So, you know, let us just take one thought of intention, that thought of intention as we leave here, is the thought of spending our dollars, no matter what we're looking at, whether it's a staycation at a hotel owned by a black owned business in San Antonio, or whether it's taking our kids to urban air off of Walsam and 35 owned by African Americans, uh, or a restaurant chain. Let us leave with the intention of, incorporating our dollars into our community in a stronger way and so Reverend uh, would you give us a benediction Reverend Jones would you give us a benediction as we uh, close here
5: God our father how we thank you for this time together this time of sharing one with another we pray oh God that thou would bless the communities in which we live those in which we operate bless us as a whole oh God we pray that Thou to continue to watch over us. We pray for all of our leaders that you will continue to give them courage, wisdom, and even the strength. Protect them in this uh time of pandemic. That their bodies be not affected. We thank you, oh God, for all that you're going to do and everything that you have done. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
0: Thank you all for your time and we appreciate your contribution. It's made a difference.
7: Amen. Thank, thank you
2: We will be posting the video and the uh, the uh, uh, transcription with the answers to the questions on our website. So everybody will have access and you can look at it later as well. Thank you. Thank you everyone.
7: Thank you, thank you Renee, you're awesome.
2: Have
4: a great day. Take care thank Renee, you. thank you. Thank
2: you.